Hi, and welcome to the 92nd edition of the Keen Minds podcast. We're covering NBC's The Blacklist. This is season seven. We're covering episode eight, the... Hawaladar. <laughs> yeah, I, I am terrible pronunciation. Hawaladar, uh, I think. Uh, and we're also going to touch briefly on the episode that Tessa and I missed because our schedules didn't line up, uh, which is 707. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Seigel. And I'm Tessa. And uh, should we begin by 706 since uh, Hannah Hayes, since uh, that was... 707. 707. Mm-hmm. Since we didn't miss that week, uh, I was away traveling, so couldn't be done. Yep, it happens. It does. Um, how did you like the blacklist, Urge? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I I actually haven't even done a rewatch of that episode, so my my memory on it is going to be incredibly spotty. Um, um I I wasn't a huge fan of it or of uh, the blacklister. I, I I tend not to like issues that touch on I heavily believe, you know, things that go into moral beliefs because it just like seem like they get sticky. They yeah, very oh, definitely. But I, I gotta say, I I, I like the, the actress was amazing. Yeah, I mean she portrayed. Yeah, and and very much on on target, especially because we have Katerina saying, you know, that she's done with men controlling her life, and this is to be, you know, Katerina seems a this Katerina seem a very damaged individual, very. She seems to fly off the handle, and and so, I mean, she gets like suddenly super emotional, like "Why are you doing this to me?" and crying, and then on the next sentence, she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine killing them. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if they turn me into a zombie, you know. I tried." Um, so it, it was interesting to have a blacklister that seemed such a heavily damaged person with with a good cause. I mean, anybody being raped, and 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 then have the rapist one parental rights that pretty much and then being set free because hey we got overcrowding i you know that, what that, i will say i will say one of my favorite parts of the episode was when she shot him <laughs> so. yeah. i like when he had it by the you know in that kind of uh it, it was a little reminiscent of the deer hunter you know she was hanging in there um and the guy was like crying in the in the in the pig face and the guy was like crying in desperation. I love that moment. Uh, that, yeah, that was, was nice. Lot. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, you know, no, we got. She tells him the news, you know, like, hey, we got another one. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was fantastic. Uh, I I really liked that part of the episode, um, especially because the guy was obviously a coward. I mean, they he's like whimpering in in desperation. Um, you know, yeah, to be fair, he's been there for quite a bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it was, those kind it was... of people are not exactly the, uh, no, 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 rapists are not generally, um, outstanding pe- people of outstanding moral value. I'm no, not sure any general, of yeah, them no. are, <laughs> I can't, I can't think of an outlier there. Um, yeah. so, but I found, I found there a lot of things in this, in this episode were, were very interesting, um, well, for one, we had we had um, uh, Ilya meet Liz, and she wasn't even aware. And I'm like, 
you've had that picture in your notebook and at the same time this guy who looks just like an older version of it is right there and hello you don't even like I, I mean, don't know fans have been saying since he popped up last season wow he looks a lot like younger Ilya that's interesting I mean, we've made the comment here on the podcast but we're certainly not the only ones that have said it and so when it came out that he was in fact Ilya it was like well you know, I could see it like it, it didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes really they'll, reveal, they'll, they'll reveal something in the blacklist. You're like, are you sure? <laughs> Can we check that again? <laughs> but no, that felt very organic and very much. I mean, while I would have liked to have known who Raymond Reddington was, I'm not. I didn't feel like I had one pulled, you know, like like someone no. tried to pull the rug out from under me on that. Um, yeah, just, par- just partially for me, because was... of the the how much he does resemble the younger actor. It's impressive. Yeah. The, I mean, we need to give props to the casting department on this show. They really do a fantastic job. And I was actually thinking about this with the little girls that play Agnes because they're triplets. They mm-hmm. look so much like Megan and young Liz. I mean, like they just did a very good job finding little mm-hmm. girls that look like that. So the casting department is just phenomenal in the show. Yeah. Actually, the babies even look like the baby that play young Liz. Mm-hmm. Baby Liz. Yeah. So it, it, it was brilliant. I mean, I think that, that they've done a fantastic job. Um, what I found very interesting about that episode was the whole um, the whole setup with Katerina saying, then I'm done with men controlling my life, and you have a blacklister who's angry at men controlling her. So that that worked well. Uh, it it was a nice way of presenting two women, two female characters, deeply damaged and very angry. And, and we have mentioned how there is a whole thing flowing through the show uh, about women forced to marry, women forced to have children. We have had several episodes dealing with violence against women, like the deer hunter, um, like, uh, like uh, Campos. Um, we've had this, uh, Ana Gracia Duarte. So there is a whole thing flowing through of, of this, of women's lives control. And, and I'm getting a distinct impression that this woman was forced to be a honey trap and something of the sort. I, it's I, I can't even form the thought correctly. Do you mean blonde, blonde cat? Blonde cat, yeah. That so there is some some aspect here. We we definitely don't have all the pieces, but it's been very interesting, especially. And this is going to wrap into our seven oh eight episode, where just the kinds of things that she was saying to Ilya about what he did to her and you know you thought I was, yeah, what, I was weak what they'd been through all of that I, I think it's meant to be in part a red herring to make you you know lean back towards the Katarina we know the Lottie Burbank and all the that that Katarina went through and I may just be totally fixated on 
not wanting this to be the real cat because um, I've, you know, fixated on it. And she may be, but, you know, I, I still could see, I've still got my running list of things that, yes, this does make me think this is cat. No, this does not. It's know, it's, the, it's the, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a worksheet. She has a worksheet. I haven't actually added as much to it as I probably should. But, but it's in your mind. It is in my mind. I do have a running spreadsheet in my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, yep, uh, yep, yep. it's a scary, scary place up there. Mm. But yeah, it just, th- there's so much in there. I could definitely see to your point about her potentially being a honey trap. We've talked about her potentially being someone that was related to Katarina. You know, if it was someone they brought in that either had very little field experience or maybe no field experience, she just fit the part and trained her up and pushed her towards this and manipulated well, we know her. That in '86, she was hiring Devane for you know some kind of some form of killing. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- you know what I got? I got this weird feel about it, and I'm sure that it, I would I can probably try to connect. Where is it coming from? Um, but my my I keep coming back to Ilya Surkov, that episode where Brian Osterman took an Elias. He 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 supposedly got a burn notice, but in reality, what he was doing is assembling. He was doing the biting, the bidding of the guy who was the the director the clandestine operations director and basically what he did was make all the other guys including agent colburn think that she was working for the caa when in reality she was working for osterman and it it was it started being a, a caa black op within the black op but at the end they were they were really just running a parallel operation, and they started then using, instead of getting Surkov, they started using the Surkov, the name, to run their false flag operations. So for some reason, I don't, I don't know where is it coming from, I, I would have to really look and see where am I getting this feel, that this woman thought that she was working for the KGB, and she thought that Ilya was KGB, I have a feeling that Ilya was not KGB. He was all black op, and this woman got tied in that thing. I'm not saying you're wrong because it is the blacklist and everything is so twisty. But <laughs> you're always convinced someone's running at least a double, if not a triple, imposter moment. Yes, but it is the blacklist, and most people are. So yeah. that's I, why I'm not. I, I can't I've tell been you you're wrong. Of, of worse, I've been accused of worse. Um, you know, it's like. I I have a complicated mind and I see those things like all the time. Uh, am I right or wrong? I don't know, but I'm getting that feeling. Yeah. It's uh, I I definitely do believe that she has been twisted around. She feels like she and Ilya obviously have some sort of connection prior to meeting for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean maybe. He honey trapped her. Um, you never know. Like I said, I, I yeah, feel... they seemed to have had a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that. That was some emotion she's been showing towards Ilya. Yeah, yeah. And it, I felt threat. like for for the story that we got, obviously we can't believe all of it. Uh, what Dom, you know, told oh, Liz. Oh, Rasput. Yeah, um, how about nothing? 
<laughs> but I mean, from even if you're just going with the general feelings, you know, the vibe of the story and the characters and the way they connect to each other and such, uh, you know, with Ilya and Katarina, I did not get the impression that this Ilya and this Katarina, that that this Ilya. I mean, he obviously is more on Team Red <laughs> than Team Blonde mm-hmm. Cat, and. And there, and this cat seemed to be more attached to him because exactly. the, She's the more cat of rabbit was her. like, yeah, right, okay, maybe if you do what I what I tell you, I give you a kiss. How about that? Exactly. You know, to sleep with me, that will cost you a lot more. You know, she was, she was, there was not love there. She was working him in the flashbacks, while it feels like with the way that they're. They're matching up in this past episode in 708. Mm-hmm. It really felt like, while he may not necessarily have been working her as in he was unattached to her at all, it felt more like it was more business for him than it was for her. Yeah, it felt like it was. It was that the emotions were real for her, yeah. and it, I didn't get that feeling about him at all. Like he was like, oh yeah, I underestimated her, so maybe they just use her for something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get a feeling. In fact, I did get the same feeling that you. I mean, he honey trapped her. Yeah. And so, but I do have a question. Where on earth was this man's wife when all this happened? I mean, Blonde Cat Is and Birdie. Is it the wife? I started thinking. I well, mean, I mean at least... was that a keeper or a person who takes um, care? Well, I don't know. Because he did, it was, he did it have was a mis- woman with him. It was Mr. and Mrs., though, because yeah. that's what... Um, El, uh, maybe Eloise? he has. Maybe he goes for uh, alter ego. Uh, well, okay. well, <laughs> I mean, Elodie said Mr. and Mrs. Bloom, and yeah, and so, then he appeared with a woman, a blonde woman. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Um, I I got Check alter ego. Well, I mean, but they, he was showing up to his goddaughter's wedding, so he wouldn't show up with a random woman and call him call her his wife. <laughs> To his goddaughter, that wouldn't make sense. So, I mean, I, I, all I could think of was, oh no, we have another uh, another Hudson. It's just a wife this time. They forgot the wife. Or maybe she was in there. I mean, that yeah. that didn't look like an apartment where a woman lived. Yeah, it just it was strange, and maybe they'll mention it, you know, or maybe it was one of those things that ended up on the cutting. Maybe board. that's the apartment where he works. Maybe. That's a possibility you know, I, that he has like a flat somewhere that he uses. You know, like a lot of people would have a house in the country and then they would have a little flat in the city, like Red's Bethesda flat. You know, not a place where he resides all the time, mm-hmm. just a place that he can go when he's working. Yeah, no, that would make so, sense. Yeah, it, it just didn't have a very lived in feel. Feeling, yeah. no. Like it, it had a feeling very much like, like Red's apartment. Like it's staged. Yeah. Right, like a place maybe that he had used at one point and he went there when he needed to work. I mean, I imagine that whatever it is that he does, finding people, creating fake IDs, whatever it is that he does, I don't think that he will be doing that at home. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, do you want to talk in general about the characters? I mean, um, Aran didn't have a lot of things no. going uh, can, on. Can I just say before we get too deep into this? Yeah. So uh the the uh the head of the New York office for the Hollywoodar. Um because Hollywoodar was the 
banking system, system on yeah. hold. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Hawala is of the banking system. The Hawala Wadar is the guy who was. Oh, okay. The so that that yeah. was him. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that they were bringing. Um, and I'm probably going to totally butcher this poor man's name. Uh, Iqbal Themba. I have seen him on so many things. I love this man. I like he's one of those act those actors that plays on a bunch of different things, and whenever he pops up, I get really excited. <laughs> uh, and so I didn't realize he was going to be on Blacklist. So when he popped on my screen, it was this episode suddenly was notched up like already. It was you know ten, fifteen, twenty points ahead of anything else. <laughs> he, he did just, good. It, oh, it was a fun episode. I. Um, it really was. I, I very much enjoyed this episode. It was well paced. It had, I think it has, it had a lot of great character moments in the episode. And I think it paved the way for other moments yeah. that may be to come. It set things up as well. There, there wasn't much, it is interesting because there wasn't much on, on either one of them for the rest of the cast in the post office. Ressler had some on episode eight. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, from what I understand, I someone made the comment that Megan's been working on a side project, and so that's mm -hmm. why she's been. Well, not... she was she was a lot more in in this past two. I, I think she must be in, the, done. in this in yeah. this last one, uh, but it was a lot about Agent Parks and interaction with Parks, and I, I just want to I just want to say this, and I don't know, I mean. It's interesting because she had had moments with with Aram, and then she had moments with with Wrestler. But I do want to say something. Um, and, and this has come up in Reddit. Um, there is a, a I was having a discussion there with um, somebody called by the name Wolf by Silver by the Silver Stream, and a, a lot of people are very are annoyed at the fact that Parker seems to be saying things that for the audience are evident like oh yeah well wrestler with red is using us and meanwhile he's just distracting us with this she is new to the task force i mean yeah. like but, but the fact that they're doing that and and I, I i gotta say um i've been waiting for this moment for a long time this is now i can totally say they're going to begin to hit us in the head they before they've been laying a trail of crumbs, but they they're two fans. They're the super fans. We're the super fans. The, you know the fact that you're listening to this podcast definitely puts you in the super fan <laughs> category, and the the people who are doing podcasts are definitely in the super fan category. Anybody going into a social media site to look at uh, these things, we are that. Yeah, we're not the casual viewers. We're the ones picking the the characters apart, the mysteries apart. We're theorizing. We're doing yeah. rewatches. Yeah, we're we're the ones that are you know, eyeball deep so the, into this. So the crumbs that they've been laying in clues are for us. Now, once I started seeing that, yes, they brought this woman, and I know where her role is. She's bringing each one of these crumbs and basically taking the face of the audience and putting them right in there and then hammering it. Like, did you get that crumb? She's for the casual viewer. Yes. She's instead, for the casual instead viewer. of going back and doing that horrific th uh, episode that they did in season two, that was a trend for a long time in network television of 
here's what you've missed. Let's have an episode of full flashbacks, the little yeah. bit mixed in so that you have to watch it. But, but it, they, the they're doing is... this, which is, well, I, I will say that I appreciate that more, even mm-hmm. if I don't necessarily appreciate Park yet. Yeah. But, but it, 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 yes, she does serve that purpose for new viewers, but she also served the purpose for the casual viewers of taking a flashlight and by a flashlight, I mean one of those giant things that we have that can illuminate across a paddock of six acres away <laughs> and put it in on the crumb and saying, there, crumb, did you see the crumb? Do I need to explain the crumb? Let me explain the crumb. And and that, now that you're seeing this, you're going to start seeing the, the crumbs that we have been seeing you're going to see the uh, the general audience getting them because they've been hammering them. Red uses the task force to create a problem and then solve it. They use it to get people out of the way. They also distract people. And Park is the one saying, you know what, I think that Red is over his head. And, and we've been talking about that, that seasons one and two was we looking at the magician performing the full thing. You know, with the lights and the sacred dresses and the smoke and it looks so pretty and we got the tricks. And then slowly we've been peeling that away and going into the rehearsals. And then we saw a little further in, we saw the magicians trying the tricks and we saw the magician failing, kind of recovering and stumble like when he lost all his money. So right now we're... We are seeing that Agent Park, like Agent Gale, can get in Red's head. And that's going to be invaluable for the casual viewer to put us in what really is happening. Because she correctly asserted that Red was over his head. Red is frantic. And and that is Frank or, well, or Ilya is in the same category as Liz. Carla, Dembe, and Dom, their family. And when they're missing, he's frantic. So I I have some thoughts on Park. Um, I've been talking to some people about her because I want to like her. I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's obviously here. I'd like to like her. I I tend to like most of the characters that they, you know, that that stick around for any length. Why Um, don't you? She feels very much like she's her entire character is there to do exactly what you just said, to serve a purpose. That she's not, she doesn't feel like she has a whole lot of depth. She's there as a tool for the writers to use. Like Mira. I felt more depth in Mira than I do with Park. I but at the end when she was fully invested. No, did you I mean, feel every, any everybody was every you were getting to know everybody when you got to know Mira. I let me see if I can get through this with Park uh, because I've I've had a lot of trouble and I've been thinking and talking with people about it and I had I haven't asked her if it's okay to say her name on here so I'm just going to say I have a friend and she listens to it so she'll she'll recognize the conversation we had. Um, her statement was and I think she hit the nail on the head. She said. She basically is filling roles that are already filled. She has Aram's tech skills, wrestler's code of conduct, you know, a code of morality that he started out with, and Liz's penchant for darkness, you know, her her dark mm-hmm. genes, as it were. 
And yeah, I was saying the this, same thing this 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 morning. I mean, and so you've already got those roles filled. And so that's it's like there's nothing to her. I mean, even, yes, when, she, even when she came out and was like, Alaska, this and that, all I could think of is this, Liz's dark moments in Alaska. Okay. It, there just doesn't seem to, and it may just be that I need to give her time, that I'm being impatient. That's always possible. But several episodes in, I feel zero connections, girl. They could shoot her in the head tomorrow, and the character, not the actress, good heavens. By the way, <laughs> the actress has been fine. I mean, I, I, I don't, it's hard to say. If, if, I, I really don't think she's been given a lot to work with. Um, but it just, I mean, they could kill Park off tomorrow and I wouldn't shed a tear. And that's, that's kind of sad for me because I, I tend to very much enjoy, even if they're not my favorite characters, you know, like, every once in a while I stop and go, Mira. every time, you know, I'll stop and go, oh, I miss Marvin Gerard, or, oh, you know, oh, look, Glenn's back, you know, it's, I mean, they're not, no, no, those are just fun people, um, but, you know, I don't know, it's it's hard to pinpoint for me, but I just feel, I feel it like she's, very, she's filling very... roles that are already filled, and so that leaves her with the point of being a tool for writing. If you don't want that to be that obvious. <laughs> that's that's not good. Well, uh, I think that then you know you you have to first give a little more time because we don't know what is she there for. I had the same feeling about Mira. Um, I didn't really connect with her, and I always felt like you know now I get Mira was a tool put there by by Diane and but up well, until not, the moment where she was tool. set up as a as a I'm not talking about a tool used by characters. No, 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 no. I got I got okay. your meaning. But I'm saying the fact that that they did that and I was just talking about the exact same thing in in Reddit this morning about the fact that this is a character that had that shares something which each one of the characters in the show um that to me makes her a tool and I, i'm not bothered by that because they may just flesh her out a little bit later um i'm i'm not really looking forward to get involved with another character at this point emotionally i think that uh, you know that after samar's um and tom's tom death and samar leaving and all that it seemed like I have a lot of other characters that I want to really get to know. I want to get to know Elia. I want to get to know more about Dom. I want to get know more about this blonde Dom. I even like um, uh, Birdie. Yeah, Birdie's fun. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like Blonde Cat is going to regret not listening to him at some point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he has... I don't know what the deal is with him. He's obviously... The domestic side of it, to a degree, him cooking was a very odd, but I also I think a very telling moment yeah. when she walked in. He was cooking her dinner. Um, I think but, they're like together. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't really get know. the impression that they're. I, I get the impression it's a platonic relationship, but they're very close. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It's so weird, and I, and I definitely have it filed under weird. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> they, like man, they're definitely they, that, filed under weird. <laughs> yeah, that's very weird. But there was but that makes it fun, and that that's the thing is little things like that. Like we don't know anything about Birdie's past, but there are little things that are dropped here and there that make him interesting, that make him fun. Ilya the same way. There there are pieces dropped in, and maybe it's the actors, maybe it's the writing, maybe it's who knows. But it's usually a combination thereof. Yeah, I don't get that with Park. It's like, oh, thank you for delivering that information. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that is a, that is the 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 way that that the character is planned. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm filing it under. You're a tool for writing, and I'm okay with that so far. Um, I, I find interesting to analyze why is she a tool for writing because I don't think that is for the new viewers because the blacklist have been losing viewership steadily. So it's it can't be for the new viewers. It has to be in order to hammer those those crumbs. And I I completely appreciate that. I have no problem with it because you just want a little more. I, I just need to be able to connect with her. A character. Yeah, I need to be able to connect. I I need to feel like she's more than a tool. She needs mm. to be real. Yeah, unless or she's else... gonna die in a couple of episodes, which I is mean... entirely possible. Yeah, but even then, you've got to have a real person on there. I know it's fake. I know it's writing, but to be a good, you know, to to give a good story, you have to make people believe these are. We cry for Liz Keene. We cry for Raymond Reddington. I sobbed like a baby when Tom Keene died. I mean, it's these characters. There's a reason we're connected to them. The reason that we, you know, mourn the loss of Samara when she left, and the reason we love them and. You can say, oh, we've had more time with it. That's true. We got connected very deeply very early. Yeah. To well, most they, of they, the characters. They, and it might be, I don't know really enough about about the actor. I haven't really seen her in anything else. So I, I don't find myself in a position to say, yeah, you know, way. she's not delivering the lines. Because I've learned my lesson when <laughs> a lot of people were angry with Liz and I sat down and say, what if Megan is doing exactly as instructed? Or what if I read Or Fiona? As, yeah. Or Fiona. Fiona exactly. is who I thought you were going with. Yeah. Well, it, it started with Liz and then I said, you know what? When you follow what she's doing, you get a thing. And then I got, you know, it took me years, but they gave me the thing that says, yes, you read her correctly. What she was doing makes perfect sense. But we don't have the time no. with Park for that. And so like it just and I haven't seen I haven't seen the actress in anything too. else either. And so I I don't want to say, Oh, she's a bad actress. I have no idea. No, I mean, I, I don't no think idea. she'd be on the show if she were a bad actress, to be honest. And and, and Fiona and Fiona is perfect. Jennifer was one of those characters that was all over the place. It seemed like every week you saw it was a different character. And, you know, the temptation is to say, well, the writers are not giving her that or the actress. But then, you know, the actress, the difference with with that is that, you know, Fiona and you know that she's a very capable actress. So at that point, you start thinking, wait a minute, maybe I do need to look at this in a different way. What if she's playing and they're writing her in exactly precise way to be? And that's where you come to this thing and say, you know what, the way I look at this she actually gave Liz a fake DNA test and she was getting back at her father for abandoning him, for abandoning her and her mother. 
and she blames him for everything that happened bad. And she's using that to also get back at Liz. And then her actions suddenly make perfect sense. So I don't know if what we're seeing with Park will not be explained in the same way. So I'm just holding off my judgment on the character, on the writer, on the actor, until I get a full, you know, a bit more under the belt. And that's that's understandable. I just personally, I she doesn't feel real to me. She feels like yeah. a flattened out tool. And that's, character of, of a FBI, of a trouble FBI yeah, agent. Yeah, just like, just the most cliche. Honestly, she, yeah. she feels incredibly cliche. And I, I hope this isn't the case, that they were like, okay, so, you know, Mozan left, we need another woman to fill her place, let's find a woman, and we'll make sure that she catches everybody up. I hope that's not the case, because that, that would be very, yeah. very sad. The team, the writing team behind this show is way too talented to take that approach. Yeah. Um, and and it, we didn't have a lot of, of very good moments with... with um with anybody else like in the task force in this last two well i i found funny that they they got at the at the at hannah hayes from two different things she from this estrogen pill and the other ones from finding the pastor so it was good to, when you see that they have two different investigative methods and they come at it and they're like that but everything about about that the way they're writing i agree they're they're just doing weird things like you know, like you know, my father sent me to a to a Bible camp because he couldn't deliver uh, faith uh, or moral moral, so he wanted me to have it. Th- that felt like, yeah, you know what? I mean, this is too much. I don't that that is not the way that I'm going to feel connected to a character. It just makes me feel like, you know, flat, like, like cartoonish. I, I agree with you, but I'm holding off because I've learned my lessons with a blacklist. Let me see where she's going, where they're taking that character. And um, I, I will say, as I have said many a time on this podcast, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. And by the end of it, I'm going, hey, let's eat my words. She's actually mm-hmm. a fantastic character. Yeah, do you want do you, what, you want sauce with those words? Yeah, I, I hope that's the case because I, yeah. I want to like her. I really do. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Agnes? She's oh doing great. That little act, those little actors, there's three of them, but they're yeah. all so good that it, you can't tell which one's which. And like, sometimes you, I would assume you could, you know, tell them the different acting stuff. This kid is amazing. These kids. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. I just, I love her. I love her. Yeah. They're doing very well. Um, they're doing really well. Yeah, and just, I, I'm glad that they've had her in, because the, there was a, a worry in the fandom. They're like, oh, bringing Agnes home, how long will she stay? Because it's expensive to have kids on, on, yeah, set. on set. It is. Yeah. It's difficult. It's expensive. I mean, they had to go out and find triplets that would be able to do this, to be able to give them breaks as they're needed. It's just, it's a hard process. You have to really be invested in it. And I think that the fans of this show are invested in Agnes. I mean, as a Tom fan, that's all I've got left of him on the, you know, I mean, obviously Liz, but, you know, that's his kid left behind. Yeah. By the way, can I mention that Agnes, while she was keeping the secret, uh, the, the secret for the, about the dead man, she was wearing plaid. (laughs) 
for those of you who do not believe my plaid theory, yes, here it is. The kid was wearing plaid, people. As she was keeping a secret from mommy. Give give her a little button up plaid shirt. Like her daddy yeah, from that season one. She was wearing one. a plaid dress. <laughs> um but no, I mean she is phenomenal and I love that they've kept up with her drawing because they had that early on where she was you know, it was just to keep her busy while mm-hmm. Liz and and Scotty were talking in season six. Five. And season it's five. and it's going on with the drawings found in Dom's mm-hmm. Uh, barn and in the summer on the summer palace and in the fire and we also saw that liz was drawing when katarina called her in uh rossville oh that's right Mm -hmm. oh that's brilliant brilliant yeah so now we have we have a whole thing about drawings giving us clues that that uh, liz went to the bathroom and that was very that was very smart of liz because well i don't think she did it on purpose um she she got mud on her shoes and she was yes like no, she just but stumbled the, across that. It was brilliant that she believed her kid. Oh yeah, definitely that she went that to she get... was that 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 she went and said, you know what, a kid will not make this up, and went to the park. And of course, Agnes didn't draw her in the bathroom where she saw it; she drew it outside. But that was definitely the the way to connect those drawings yeah. and connect the mother. It was it was great, and it was it it made me feel better about about Liz and her uh, questionable mothering skills. Well, I I really like the way that they've taught you know that she is being portrayed. I think as a mom right now because it with the way that things have happened with being away from her for the first month of her life, with being away from her for what. The 10 months she was in a coma, and then when she went off to Alaska for however long she was gone. I mean, she's been away. She was like two years old. I mean, yeah, she's she's lost a lot of time with Agnes. And so the fact that, that she is so careful and so... So... Pers- no, precise is not the right word. Um, intentional with mm-hmm. the way that she approaches her. I mean, when you know, fake cat or blonde cat was, you know, gaslighting her like crazy and trying to turn it around on her. She's like, yes, she's scared, but we talk about that. It just, you see the, the trained, uh, the clinically trained psychologist there Mm -hmm. that she walks her daughter through it. She talks to her. And even when she was talking to her about the, uh, about the drawing, you know, do you want to talk about it? Can we talk about it? It just, it was very nice, very gentle. And I'm sure Megan brings a lot of that. Her own daughter is about that age now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she brings a lot of, you know, her own personal style into that and is able to filter that into the scene. And it really shows. And it's, it's come across very well. Mm. Yeah, I, I was very pleased with that. I'm very pleased to to see those those parallels uh, and those lines being kind of picked up. And I don't know if you remember, but I said somebody they're li- they're leaving kind of lies. They're leaving like like kind of lines in there. People call them dangling dangling ends. And I think one moment we're gonna start picking them up, and you're gonna see what they've been doing. You just gotta be patient with the show. Things don't pay off immediately um i i love the fact that that she 
she found that she's very also very much like Red. She found a way to let her mom know what she had seen without breaking her promise. The kid is doing Red speak. Well, I mean, her dad was that way. I mean, he could talk his way around anything. Mm-hmm. We always talked about how much Red and Tom were alike. It's, she comes from a line of people. I mean, whether Red is biologically related to her or not, she comes from that world, from both directions. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I thought it was a brilliant way of doing it, you know. It, Maybe not intentional, but she ended up to, but doing... But it fit. It yep. fit well. It did. It, did. I, it was great. Well, um, I don't think she's old enough at this point to go... I understand that I'm manipulating the situation. She just does it. She does it's it. Just, yeah. It's just, it's, it's natural. natural. It's innate, yeah. Um, so I think that, that it just has proven us something that uh, it seems like Liz did not know about this woman. And then I, I, I went back and I look at the situation from Liz's eyes and, and it really doesn't make any any sense that she would think that this woman is the same woman who took red. Because all that she was told was there is this Russian woman who took red because she wants to find things out about Katerina Rostova. That's why they went to my grandfather. So she doesn't think this woman is a Katerina Rostova. She thinks it's a woman who wants to find her mother. And and from her point of view, she was on the run. Her life was threatened. Uh, she faked her death. Uh, she came back, her daughter was kidnapped, and her mother was no there. So yeah. for her, it's like, she totally gets, like, her mother so the, doesn't the fact want... that Ma- Maggie? Maddie. Maddie's. Maddie. So the fact that Maddie is looking for her daughter, oh, nope, can't be Katerina. <laughs> exactly. For her, it's like, what, my mother doesn't even want me. It can't be Katerina, and it can't be this woman looking for Red, because this woman was described as a Russian, and this woman hasn't spoken Russian, doesn't look Russian, doesn't sound Russian. So how would she even get that? Just because, I mean, start, I mean, I go paranoid and start suspecting any woman of that she doesn't even know the age of this woman because nobody saw her, except she was a Russian. So I, I don't know, neither... Her nor Birdie have any accents, so there's nothing. Not like the guy who, uh, by the way, and and as a user in Reddit by the name of uh, Adam Wedlock said, definitely this guy was a nod to the writers of The Lost Dark when this guy appears with a hat and, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. So I appreciate those nods. That was a fun one. They have some really fun nods yeah. in the blacklist. So... Um, um, I I will say, because you said that there wasn't a whole lot for the task force, which is mostly true. I will say for uh, for episode eight, I want to give a shout out because I love Smart Rest. And oh, so yay! When, when he was being choked from behind and his, you know, I mean, because your air is being cut off, your brain is not going to be functioning very well there. But he, instead of, I mean, and he is fighting for his life. But he also has the wherewithal to grab a to, to think about. I think that those ta- those ID tags could have a chip in them. Let me do this thing, and so I saw him grabbing for it. And at first, I thought he was going to try to use it like as a sharp edge, you know, try to you yeah. know jab at him with it or I something. Did, I thought the same until he said that. Do they have a? Well, no. He slipped it in his pocket. Like we saw yeah. him slip it in his pocket. I'm going all right. 
he's doing something. We don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love Smart Rex. Because he is. He's very intelligent. He'd have to be to to have done everything that he's done. And so getting those nice little glimpses, I always well, share. Well, I, I think that once you get more comfortable with the morality of what he's doing with the task force once he got and understood as red said you know that the 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 line of of good and evil cuts through the heart of all of us and once he realized that he was as flawed and as likely to do bad things as the next person i think that once he got that peace of mind it was much easier for him to become to go back to being an agent instead of being somebody obsessed with catching Reddington uh, and, and, and somebody just consumed by his moral uh, dilemmas. Yeah, I mean, it's he's not fighting, fighting himself as much anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it frees his mind to do the smart things. I mean, he's been the one who's been at every step of the way uh, actually finding and doing the real detective work to finding Katerina. And, uh, you know, I, I and I don't want to even know what's going to happen when uh, this guy is Ilya. And Liz realizes that mm-hmm. Dom lied to her. And now she cannot even go and yell at him because he's supposedly unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a complicated matter, especially if he passes away or something. You know, it's how do you even feel about that? It's, there's They're no probably good gonna keep him in a bed or unconscious or something. Oh, another uh, bloody coma. <laughs> yeah, they're very useful. I I have a gift somewhere. Um, it was after Liz's coma, after Samara's coma, and I don't remember. I feel like there was a third one that was either going to be a coma. Or we thought it was a coma. I don't remember what was going on. Well, Red Red had a concussion. No, it wasn't a concussion, but it was. But it was when uh, the former roomie and I were still roomies, and she goes, "Not another bloody coma." Yeah, <laughs> and I have well, a gif of it. It's great. I use it every once in a while. Yeah. Um. The the how are you feeling towards the evidence mounting that? Well, we definitely can take out that little part of Rasvet. Uh, and give maybe um, Dom a little Pulitzer Prize in <laughs> fiction or whatever the prize in fiction is um, for Rasput because obviously Red is not Ilya. Yeah, I am ready to believe Ilya is Ilya, uh, mm-hmm. that Frank is Ilya. Um, now, the thing is, I don't know who that makes Red. Um, and I'm okay with that personally right now. Um, like I said, I'm much more... I, I'm much more focused in on the whole Katarina thing. Um, mm. She's where my focus is and where my curiosity is. At this point, they've beaten the <laughs> the who is Red- Raymond Reddington to the ground so badly. I don't care. I'll get the answer eventually. I'm tired of stressing over it. Oh, my God. Uh, not me. <laughs> not me. I can have multiple uh, uh, things. But also... I can, too. I just... That one has so soured in my mind. That I'm just... uh, you see, I never wavered, and I never believed the Ilya. So for me, it's been like, yeah, that's a red herring. I yeah, just that's another the... red herring. I you wanted keep... the freaking answer. <laughs> yeah, now to me, it's like I, I, I feel that they're giving me the answers, and they're giving me the red herrings, and I feel that I have identified most of them. 
So I'm, I'm happy with that because it, it's coming back to what I've always thought it was. Uh, but Liz is going to be is going to have an epic reaction. Never mind when she has to tell this to the task force. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> this poor task force, it's like whiplash, you know, is he, isn't he, is he, isn't he? <laughs> It's, yeah, it probably. Uh, I, I think that the by now wrestler is probably. I don't think wrestler ever bought it. I'm not sure uh, that that Harold did either. Honestly, yeah. I, I think that he was playing games with Ren, um, just looking to have something to hang over him too for for a change. I mean, it must be nice. You can't let that. I also think that wrestler saw that file, that medical file. So he probably knows more about Red than Red realizes he does. I I. I also have a feeling that that wrestler has one thing. Wrestler saw that 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 Minister D tape as well. I don't think that anybody looking at that and seeing that Red has carried that name of somebody you know accused of treason would have really think that. Red, who have gone out of his way to protect the United States. In fact, I mean, yes, it sometimes sells a secret of two, but nothing major. I mean, he's gone like preventing other things. Would say, you know what? I think that there's something in here in this thing about this guy being a KGB agent that doesn't sit right. Not to mention, he is a pretty bona fide capitalist. If anybody is very, very good with money, is Red. Yeah, he doesn't exactly strike me as the uh, communist type. <laughs> no, not unless communists come come from private jets. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. some of them and at the top. Suits. Um, but he, Ilya, was definitely not at the top from what we saw there. If that's where he was at at all. Um, let's see. Um, I do want to talk about about um. What do you feel you are now in this woman, this this blonde cat being Liz's mother? Um, like I said, I keep going back and forth. Uh, I have, I have a, I have one yes and one no uh, on her being, you know, our cat. Uh, so for yes, the the way that she approached Ilya and that whole thing, and we talked about this briefly earlier in the the podcast. You know, the, there was definitely a history there. There was a deep history there but there's enough there was enough ambiguity in what she was saying that it could very easily have been referring to another story other than what we know very yeah. easily and it it felt like and they do this a lot it's the same thing that red does when he wants to lead someone down a path john bogenkamp is king of it he's very good at it with his story and therefore, his writers are very good at it in their story. But they they set up a scenario and they say, okay, this is who this person is. You know, or at least, you know, you think this is who this person is. And then they will have them not come out and confirm that themselves. But they will say things that since you've been told, okay, this is Katarina. 
And she starts saying about how she and Ilya have a history, that, you know, how could he betray her for this, and all that of that. That he was the one who approached it's, her your for brain, Belgrade. Your brain starts filling in the blanks with what you assume is true. And Red does this all the time. That's how he gets Liz to do half of what he gets her to do. Yeah. Is he just, he never straight out, very rarely straight out lies to her. He lets her fill in the blanks. And come to her own conclusion. And it tends to be the conclusion he wants her at. Not necessarily the truth. And I think that's what Bokenkamp and his team are doing with Blonde Cat. Is they have presented this, this scenario. And they are making... Without actually having the woman confirm... Yes, I am Katarina Rostep. Because we've never heard Birdie call her Katarina. No. We have never but heard her refer to herself as... We've never and she might of... be, but she's never saying I'm Liz's mother or my daughter. She's never calling mm. Liz her daughter. And that was that was one of the things that I have in my no category was when they were talking about Dom. Ilya, n- neither of them referred to, I mean, obviously Blonde Cat wouldn't, but they never refer to him as this, as Katarina's father or as this woman's father. It's They both refer to him as Dominic. If he was trying to get to use Dom's name to, you know, find a way in and hit on a sympathy there, he would have said, your father, if she were really Cat. If he didn't think it would hit sympathy to use her father against her, he wouldn't have used Dom at all. Like, there would be no point. And so, does that make sense? Yes, it does make perfect sense. And so, you know, it, it, she may know... I mean, obviously, she knows Dom. Um, obviously, both of them know Dom. And there's history there. But I... If Dom were her father, he, Ilya would have used that against her on that. I mean, because yeah. he's in a desperate, desperate situation. So much that yeah, he tried he to... Yeah, he was saying, it. like, as soon as I find him, I'll finish the job. Because he thought he was protecting Masha. And if that were the case... You know, protecting her daughter would have been what she asked everybody to do. Why would, you know, now you take it against it? You know, that it doesn't make any sense to me. But, I mean, and I just want to talk a little about this because it's absolutely fascinating, masterful use of of Red Speak. Mm -hmm. Um, There is is one aspect here. When Red is talking to Morozov, it's brilliant just he's talking about uh you found a, a, a the lead on katarina so we think that lead on katarina is that he found katarina but the lead on katarina is that he's following um uh, uh skip who has the address to of koslov she doesn't want they don't want katarina and if they want that blonde cat is for to sell her to someone just because she has value in herself, not because that's what she's doing. Sell her to the highest bidder. So that's not the that is not the Townsend directive. They want that they want her to sell her because she has values and information. That that's everybody's underestimating her. But nobody would underestimate Katerina Rostova. Katerina was supposed to be this like legendary spy. Nobody will underestimate her. She was she was described as being incredibly resourceful. And then she says, um, 
this this one was with Rostova, so that means that Morozov knows that that is Katerina Rostova, but not the Katerina Rostova he's looking for for the Townsend Directive. So this is, I mean, it's masterful. This woman, I mean, by using the same names, I knew that it had to have to come for something. There was a reason they were doing this, and that is the reason. And then they're they're talking about. Um, What 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 Morozov wanted was the information he sold Katerina, which was the whereabouts of Koslov. But then the interesting thing is when Red is talking to Katerina, and we have to talk about Patrick Masuda, Masuda, because that was very interesting about you know it connected about that that um, fairy godmother and the whole thing that we've been that has been going on with Red, and is that what he's doing with Liz and the whole thing. He says, you know, you, you want the address I bought. So inadvertently, Katerina gave, or Blancat gave Red an information he didn't have. He didn't know what, what had happened, and she told him. So she's very, in a way, she's, she's very smart, but she's not at, Red, at Red's level. She would not have given this information. Brett didn't know what she was doing. I think she's also very emotional, which was not... Eh, you could say it was somewhat of... of not, not this level. Liz's mom was not this emotional. I mean, because I'm going back to where Birdie told her, he said this is a horrible mistake bringing bringing him here i mean they're in the apartment next door to listen yeah i mean with that the is, fbi right there that is how old are a... they get him there <laughs> uh he's just a little drunk it's fine it's fine <laughs> he's sleeping it off we're just gonna take him upstairs to the bedroom <laughs> i mean yeah. but they were able to you know I, they impersonate fbi agents i don't know maybe they still had their jackets from that and just like hauled him up there uh but regardless she is being portrayed as a much more emotional person than Lottie's cat has ever been portrayed. Lottie's cat, even at her most emotional, has always been incredibly calculating. And mm -hmm. this woman, yes, she's calculating, but she's making some really stupid mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, she's not playing at Red's level. No. I no. mean, but Red has been known to make his own not-so-fantastic mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. I mean, everybody will make a blunder. You're human. But the, the, I found it very interesting, too, when they play that thing about the, the, the godmother and the fairy godmother, because that's something that Red had said uh, in, in, in um, um, Lady Ambrosia. He said, you know, I'm the kid's fairy godmother. And I think a one very interesting distinction that they use, and it, it was a it was an episode that was very um, pers 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 okay. I can do this. Pers 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 had a lot of purpose. <laughs> okay, do not have sake before recording. <laughs> pers pers uh, okay, I can't say well, that word. I don't know what you. you're trying to say. Very. It has a lot of personal. Purpose. No purpose. Oh, it's purposeful. A purpose. Purposeful. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. That seems so easy when you say it. <laughs> and usually, without the sake, that would be the case too. But anyway, 
Tess because has had a boozy are, afternoon. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 presenting Patrick Masuda as this kid who obviously somebody was looking for for this blonde cat to kill her and and the kid's parents came out and they were killed and that's how she escaped and she felt responsible. So this is again this is a a, a person respond feeling responsible for taking a parent in this case both parents from the kid and being you know and and looking out for him you know um smoothing the way just like red said in the harbor master speech you smooth the way you look for their education and their dreams you clear the path for them but there is a very clear distinction and i think it's important to make this woman when he came between her life and the little kid life the kid life it was like, I'm sorry, Kato, I loved you. Yeah. You're on your own. She was she was really hard about that. Which She was crying, it was awful. But it was like, I'm sorry, this is my life or yours and I you know, I win. And compare that to Red, that every single time is being about my life for hers. And when Dembe is like, You can't do that, it's like it's Elizabeth. I can't mm-hmm. I mean it's like I can't I not have... do it. Yeah. That the apple, the ripe apple falls because it doesn't know what else to do. You, if you're a parent, and I don't mean necessarily only a biological parent, but if you're a parent, your your life will always be be will be less important than the child's life. If your you're a decent human here. being and a parent, yeah, but in a decent human being, but in a for for a parent, that would be the default setting. My life or my child. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Uh, I've, I had something about James. We'll go into that with Red. It's, it's fine. Keep going. Oh, okay. I love that, that speech he gave about the, the, the crepid old wings and flutter over here and, you know, the fairy god. god, uh, god. It was a great... It was a great red moment um but it's interesting the anxiety that he gets because one thing that has been made clear is that Ilya is the gateway to where katerina is yeah and actually that was that was what i was wanting to touch on um james is I mean, james is a great actor and i think sometimes it's easy because it it he makes it look so easy to play Raymond Ruddington. Mm. And so I think sometimes it's, or at least for me, I don't want to say you forget that he's just that good, but it's easy to take it for granted. For granted, exactly. And that scene with Glenn, where Glenn, because Glenn seemed to realize how important this was to Red. And he goes, oh, this is different. Okay, all right, I'm on it. And then he went right back to his shenanigans, like nothing was different at all. And Red just exploded at him, grabbed his sandwich, threw it again. I mean, these are the kind of moments that, with anybody else, you know, they're looking down the barrel of a gun, you know. And But the look in his eyes when he got down on Glenn's level and the way Glenn cowered back, it was just such a, 
it was such intense. An, it was an impressive scene. And when I was watching it on Friday night, I just went, holy crap, James. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was, I mean, I can't even imagine what kind of headspace you'd have to be able to get into to be, to, to put all of that into that scene. It was insanely impressive. Hats off. Fedora's off. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was it was a very very um, uh, um, telling moment too. Red was out of control, mm-hmm. and I think he fell so out of control. But the the most interesting part of this episode, of course, is Ilya's sui- suicide attempt. Yeah. Which... And I gotta say, I'm a fan of Red Cullen and and that scene. Those scenes were very good. Yeah, I mean, he is literally willing to die to keep this secret. And that's what makes me think, if we're to believe anything at all from Rasput, that's what makes me think this is not, Blonde Cat is not Lottie Verbank Cat. Because Ilya was willing to die to keep this secret. He's not willing to die to help this woman. He's willing to die to help his Katarina, the woman he loved through childhood and loved into adulthood and would have done anything for. And and that tells me that now we have two people who know both Katarina and Red. And I wonder, you know, we have Sam, Mm -hmm. we have Ilya. Sam's gone. Yeah, but... But Sam, Ilya, I wonder what the relationship between them are. Sam was about 10 years older than they were. Um, mm-hmm. But, and probably um, Ilya is a little older too, probably maybe on the Sam more or less, a little younger than Sam. But it's interesting because I, I'm, I'm sensing here a, a family theme and something keeps telling me these people are either related or they grew up very close. Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily know that Ilya knew Sam. No, but, we don't. We, have we don't no know idea. that he didn't. Um, no. I mean, they obviously ran in the same circles. I'm still convinced Scotty and Howard <laughs> knew Cat and Red. Is, oh, I am. I'm thoroughly convinced. I will go to my grave believing that. Well, there is there is a picture, and if you if you look at this, and and you know how I beach. had that clues, the the drawing of the two. Of the two, um, the the two, the, and they're 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 too small to be a, an adult and a kid, but they're this two dark hair girls, and you know, among they where are all these dark hair people? There is, and here is a clue. It keeps popping up. Red is obsessed with hair. He keeps talking about this people great hair and the other great hair and the the, the highlights and I used to have a great mane and it's hair is always all over the place. So there is something about that and about the fact that 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 picture that Lena had was a woman with dark hair and dark eyes. So I think that we have to contemplate the fact that. Whatever Katerina Rostova may have looked in that identity, she did not look like that. And maybe we don't need to put as much into the eyes as this because it's it's a child actress. But mm-hmm. uh, Agnes had two parents with, with blue eyes. I mean, both Tom and Liz. Now, Tom's were darker blue, but they both have blue eyes and darker. She has the dark hair from them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and... Uh, sorry. Uh, Scotty has. Well, yeah, Scotty has dark, dark eyes. eyes. That's yeah. true. And it's 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 not common, but it's 
not in not impossible. It's it happens. Well, I mean, I okay. So my dad has blue eyes. My mom has green. There are two very pale eyes. I have brown eyes. Yeah. I have a little green in them, but mine are brown. My my maternal grandmother had is the only other person in the family brown eyes. Yeah. It, it's not eyes. it's it's not common, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, there we go. There are the dark eyes. So you have maternal, and and I keep going back to I know that you don't believe in theory, but if you say that Liz looks like someone, would you say she looks like the Katerina of the of the flaming red head and blue eyes, or she looks like Carla? I know you won't believe it. I, I I think I'm gonna put a, a big order eventually when the end of a blacklist with a bunch of chocolate fedoras and I'm gonna just distribute them for people to eat. Because <laughs> I have so many people say, Y'all eat a hat. Oh, so I give you yeah. I will eat the hat. A... If you send me a chocolate fedora, I will eat the hat. Send me there 10. You go. Make Damn a milk nice chocolate, person. please. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with mint Ooh, with mint inside. Like the ones from go. that fun little chocolate with the, <laughs> shop. The, yeah. You want the band in mint. I do, thank you. Oh. I appreciate that. That would be that would be the hat for you. Please, so, please make her Katarina. I want a chocolate mint hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got priority straight here, folks. <laughs> so um, I, I'm I, also sensing a lot of of going back to this Brit stuff. Now we're getting, we have Emma that was an MI6, former MI6. We have Skip Sutherland, which is MI6, but apparently likes to play all sides. And we have Miles, um, what was the name of the guy who was the dossier of last oh, year? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, all of these come to mind, Miles McGrath, and that's not it. No, but yeah, but I know it was Miles. And so I'm sensing a theme of a lot of Brit stuff coming back. And we have repeatedly actors are British, like Hannah Hayes was a British actor, actress. Um, it, it's um, interesting to me. There's there's a lot happening. I love that last episode. That's, I love... I was just going to say, that's not abnormal to bring over British actors to play, no. uh, mostly because they the actors in England, from what I understand, are not under the same... Um, um, rules well yeah uh but they they don't have the same guild yeah the guild rules as the the acting guild here and so they can basically pay them less <laughs> to come over and pretend to be americans um that but, that but is the story i heard pretending. i don't know i don't know if that's currently still yeah. the case but yeah. at one time i believe that was that was the but they were not even pretending they were making them to be brits they yeah, were oh no, them. and sometimes they do, but I'm just saying, you you see some shows where it's like, how many actors are there that are British actors that are pretending to be Americans? And yeah. from what I understand, that's why, is there's just a different... Yeah, pay rate. Set, yeah. I think it is, it is, it is it's possible, but I am, I've sensed a lot of things. I mean, since we had Dom using nappies and Chum and Old Boy... It just seems to me that there is a lot of things happening now, and and I'm very excited. This episode was great, and I love the fact that there was, they they got into another extraction, and and then like Red is, is again teaching Liz, like saying, why would you go there? Another undercover agent. So we're bringing Wa- walking back her those, to and- the answer. Yeah, it was 
It was a very nice callback to season one when he was when he did that more, and I realized how much I missed it. I mean, at some point, I guess he just stopped doing it because I, she just she doesn't like to be taught a whole lot. She kind of just well, it, 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 she's learned a lot, but no, she has. This, it was very interesting because this is again we're going back to an undercover agent, and I think as we start to go back into who Red is, because now we have eliminated, he's definitely not Ilya, and um, I know that some people out there believe that he's Katerina. I think that that's going to be the next thing to go, and then we're going to be left with maybe he's Popeye the Sailor Man. Give <laughs> him um, a can of spinach. Uh, yeah, eating spinach and and yeah. And so I, I find fascinating when we start to, to bring all these things together. We're, we're picking up the dangling ends, what little bit at a time. Um, and now we have an undercover agent. So are we all talking about all undercover agents? I mean, we're bringing Tom. We're bringing all these things that have been there and not bother anymore and not talk to anymore. And suddenly, there, here, here it is. It's an undercover agent pretending to be a criminal who is the star witness of a case. So um, I, I think that that is fascinating to me. Yeah, uh, they're starting to tie up loose ends, which is, mm -hmm. I'm glad because I don't want loose ends at the end of this. Uh, do you have anything else? I had one one other thing. I'm trying to set if I even want to broach it at this point because we kind of have moved on from that. Let's go. Um, so back back to Glenn uh, and that whole situation. Um couple of things with that. One, do you think Glenn is really okay with what happened? He brushed it off when Red came back and apologized. Do you think he's really cool with it? I am not 100% certain. But I also think that, that Glenn is not the guy who will double-cross Red. I mostly agree with that. Um, he was offensive towards, towards Glenn. Oh, I don't think it was just offensive. I think Glenn was terrified for a moment. And so that leads into the other thing that I started thinking about this on my rewatch. Because everybody that works for Red, that's in his inner circle, you know, we affectionately call them Red's army. Mm -hmm. You know, they all knew each other. You know, m most of them have known each other, have come across each other at various intervals. Kate Kaplan would have come into contact with all of them at some point. Just because of the nature of, of what she did for Red. And so I do wonder sometimes if people like Glenn, some of the others that aren't necessarily family, they're not mm -hmm. Dimbe, they're not Liz, people that aren't family, if they ever wonder, he was able to do that to Kaplan, what's going to happen the day that I do something that he's not okay with? Because right here, in this moment, you know, let, let's walk this moment out. For, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not bashing on Red to say this. I'm, I'm kind of coming at this from Glenn's point of view. Mm -hmm. He's watching this. He's... If Red, you know, if Ilya had died, and Red felt like Glenn was to blame because he was off thinking about Casino Night instead of looking for a way to get Ilya back. 
even if Glenn didn't feel like he was at fault. Like, he felt like he did everything, but Red sees it as his fault. Wouldn't that question cross his mind, what if he kills me too now? I think that for, for Glenn, working in the way he does with the people that he does, I think that that would, that would be something that is in his mind constantly. It's possible. But just, I, I feel like because of... Glenn it just does, got real for him. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn gets away with so much. And Red got very honest with him there. Well, he pleaded. Like he said, I, I, you know, there was a moment in that episode where he said, please, yeah. I beg you. So I, I think that, you know, that uh, my, my feel was that the actor was not okay with what happened. That, that the character was not okay mm-hmm. with what happened. But at the same time... I think that when he said this is different and and there is no time for that, I think that there was a moment of fear, but I think it was a moment in which Glenn, which is an, a very unusual character in the sense that the reason he gets away with stuff with Red, it's not so much that he's good at what he does. It is, I think, because he understands Red at a level that Red does not understand he understands. Maybe so. I I feel that there is more of Glenn in Red that Red understands. I, I think that Glenn would be, you know, he has proven to be a friend. He has proven to be reliable. And Red lost it. And it reminded me the way that Red lost it when Liz loses it. I mean, Red throwing that sandwich at the window reminded me so much of Liz. Remember in that episode when when uh, she's at the at the storage and she has she's starting to make the the clue wall, and Red brings the sandwiches and and in, in a bag and she just takes the bag and throws it out. Yeah. Uh, and says, "This is my life, and you have to like do that." And why is Tom? It reminded me of that, and it's it's an interesting choice for Red uh, to make because you're at the same time that you're approaching. Well, he is not Ilya, and it's very likely that he is Raymond Reddington. I mean, that possibility has opened up, and he's there. So now they're showing us Red doing things that Liz does, Red losing his temper when he's emotionally compromised, and doing exactly the same kind of things that has talked about yeah i mean and i'm not even really necessarily bashing on red for doing it because i don't think he would hurt glenn um i really don't but i'm just i'm curious how much people i mean because obviously dim bay thought it was a possibility when he'd been yeah. set up i mean it was yeah. directly after kate and he ran because yeah. he knew he had to have proof before he faced red again yeah. And so I do wonder, people like Glenn, yeah, if they fear him, because that was, it was, as much as James was impressive, Clark was off the charts yeah. as well. The way he just cowered down yeah. and back, we never, but it was, ever it was see a him coward. It was, it was a cowarding that was very interesting, because yeah. there is other characters that you can see the fear and the terror in their eyes. I mean, you remember the, the banker in, in with his beef struggling off and mm-hmm. stop yammering because I'm going to have to shoot through the door. I mean, there was there was abject terror. 
Glenn, and that's why I say that there is more of Red in Glenn than Red understands. Glenn was cowering back, but there was a something in the eyes that was saying, I know what is going on. There was an understanding. I mean, look at that scene again, because it's remarkable. The way that, and then you see him, that he's all night and he's working all night. And I don't think that he did it out of fear. I think he did it because he, he realized it was important. Well, it was, I, I found it very interesting. And maybe it was cut um, because it, it seemed almost out of order. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, but at the beginning, when Red first approaches him on it, Glenn makes the comment, he goes, oh, this is different. Like he acknowledges <laughs> it, verbalizes it. And then he goes right back to, the, like, even the eating, I mean, that that is an accurate statement. Some people do not function without, you know, like, they're useless. Like, let them have their sandwich. You're going to get more out of them. Yeah. But it was the fact that he went back into the casino again is what set Red off. You know, the, I don't think it was necessarily the food as much as it was the frivolous bit with the casino and the sherbet and et cetera, et cetera. And that was kind of odd for me. I mean, obviously, it needed to be there to set Red off, to push him over that edge. But it was kind of odd for me because Glenn had already acknowledged that... Just this not how different. The it sandwich, made, when yeah. he cowered, it was when he got in. And, and I think for me, that explained when he's like, yeah, don't worry, Chief, I got to do the casino some other time. We're good. Um, that that was important for Red, that... And, and and I gotta say, I mean, I I know that he keeps calling Ilya his friend, but I got a, this feeling that if they're really friends, this is a very old friendship. I keep getting well, I mean, cousins, they were children. brothers. Yeah, I keep getting brothers for some reason, or cousins, mm -hmm. or growing together. Yeah. There is something I mean, there. And then you have those childhood friends that they are basically siblings. Yeah, they're for basically you. your your yeah. your siblings. I, I, you know, I have several, and they're. You know, years may pass, and they're still, like, we just... Yeah, but, I mean, you were over... You know, you, you saw their parents almost as much as you've seen your own. You yeah. know, in a lot of cases. And, and in case and of Red, person. if his father was not exactly the parent of the year, mm -hmm. he may have relied on all his kids' parents. So we don't know yep. what the situation and what Ilya is to him, but definitely it's important. But the, the fact that... That Ilya would prefer to die, and one of the things was interesting was he said, "This is about more things that I that you understand." And somebody was was having, and I wish I could remember the 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 username, but somebody said a very interesting thing that I I and it's been kind of floating around, and it's interesting how as we go along, this this thing start to 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 pop up at the same time, which is fascinating to me. You know that, that speech that Red gave her with a map, right? The 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 you're the, the daughter of the secret keeper who disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah, know, back the, in season the, two? In season three. Three. That was in three eleven, which was a pivotal episode. There is a way that that was phrased that always I always thought that the secret keeper, the one that took the secrets with her, is Katrina. But then somebody started saying, what if the secret keeper is Liz? And I, at first I said no. And then I said, wait a minute. There is something very strange and very deliberate 
that they that the writers have done with Liz. She doesn't remember the faces. She didn't remember Kate or Jennifer or Red or Tom or anybody that she had met as a child. But what she remembers are words. She remember you're wise, you're safe, you're loved. And she remembered 20 steps to the beach. Jennifer said, do you remember? She didn't remember Jennifer, but she remembered being told 20 steps to the beach. She's an and auditory. then I thought, huh? auditory learner. I wonder if Liz is the one who has the secret in a nursery rhyme, in a song, something that she doesn't know she knows. Yeah. But if she heard the words or the beginning of the words, they will come right back. I like that. I really so like that. I, it's very interesting, and that would make Liz the chosen one without anything being about her. Like, you know, it's not about revenge. It's about, it's about the fact that she can remember things. Yeah. And I wonder if Katerina put some of the words in her and some of the words somewhere else so that they would not be all in the same place. Mm-hmm. And the fulcrum was as a, a sort of way to get us into, you know what, this this girl knows secrets. Yeah, and and Red kept telling her they won't let you go. It's just I don't know anything, and they say they don't know that because Red doesn't realize that she remembers words, even if she doesn't remember the faces. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something. The last thing I wanted to throw out there. Okay, so I've got one more thing, and it's I, I told you before we started the podcast. I have this like crazy theory. Oh, yay. I want to hear. And, I uh, love crazy So things. I don't think it's actually probable. Uh, yeah. It's one of those, like, oh, this would be interesting kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it came from that last scene with Lon Cat and Ilya and her creepy buddy about to, you know, jump into the mm-hmm. memories. Um, we're going back to memories, uh, memory extraction, memory manipulation, all of that. And I had this wild thought of what if somewhere back in the day when all of this was going on, they took a woman and brainwashed her into thinking she was Katerina Rostova, manipulated her memories and, and basically brainwashed her into thinking she was Katerina Rostova. And so they took everything from her and made her into the woman that they needed her to be. Mm. So that interesting. Uh, I like I said, I don't think that's where it's going, but it was just kind of one of those. Oh, that's an interesting plot bunny running there. <laughs> but but it is it is a it is a a you can take that and and not make it so science fiction and and go into what I was saying. This woman may have been recruited no. to believe that she was working for the KGB. That her job was to be. Another Katerina Rostova. Her name may be Katerina Rostova. And they just took her and she was the gullible one. And they just used her. I mean, there was zero love, zero affection in Ilya or Red. I mean, I think there was more affection in Red than it was on on Ilya. And yet she would have, I had a feeling when she told Liz that is not that kind of friend, you know, when yeah. they said, I hope he's single, he says, well, it's not that kind of friend, not anymore, that that's exactly what it was, that he basically seduced her into helping. I kind of got the impression with Ilya that it wasn't that he didn't care at all. It's It was more of a, she was a means to the end, 
and like he feels bad about using her because he's a fairly decent human being, but not so bad that he wouldn't have done it. Mm. Or care more about the other Katarina. Oh, definitely think he cares more about the Katarina that, that we know. And I have this weird feeling that Katarina actually was both with Red and Ilya. I could see it. Could you see him being Jennifer's father? Be interesting. I don't want him to go. I'm really worried that we're about to lose him. I don't. I like Ilya. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like we got someone in the past. Everybody just keep dying. But think about all the people that disappear at that time. It's uh, it's it's gonna be a wild ride the rest of the season. Do you and have anything else? Don't get- no, I'm I'm pretty good. I mean, it was wild. I think that the two episodes that we're going to get in uh, in December are going to be a wild ride. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't are... want to talk too much about it in case that we have spoilers, people. But it's um, I'm I'm I mean, I was very excited. This one was awesome. Yeah. The last one, the Halawadar, very, well very well done. Yeah, I was a fan. I mean, I loved having like all this. Things coming together and 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 the the scene in the park was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um. And they are off next week, and so the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, for those that are that that celebrate Thanksgiving, wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, be safe. Eat a, good time. a lot. Yes. Eat too much. <laughs> Don't spend. Oh no. Um. Black Friday is such a... Enjoy your family. Yeah, just hang out. Enjoy. Enjoy the simpler things. It's yeah, nobody better. nobody dies th- thinking, oh my god, I wish I had bought this. Oh, you know what? I will not go to the malls or anything of the sort on Black Friday. It's... I don't know. Unless I feel that I have a lot of things to make up for that I need punishment, like severe punishment. I mean, like, I've heard about people throwing punches, and I'm like... Over what clothes? Really? <laughs> TVs and I mean, it's like no, you wouldn't get me to a mall on on Friday if not even clothes. I try not to drive. I don't go to the mall often at all. I do most of my I, like I I am that millennial that I'm killing the stores, I guess, because I just I have such trouble dealing with people and how rude they get. And... Mm-hmm. I do it for my yeah. computer. All right. Well, uh, if you have questions for us or just want to chatter, because we'd love to hear from you, uh, we're on Twitter, on Tumblr, and on Facebook. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.